This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hello and welcome to Force of Light Entertainment. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me as always is my co-host, but today the birthday girl, Madly. Hey! Yes, happy birthday to Natalie. Thank you. Do you feel so much older? I do. Let's just say I'm at the age where a lady doesn't reveal her age. That's how many years old I am. Yes, well, happy birthday. Thank you. And, uh, well, welcome again to Force of Light Entertainment. And if you have not yet, please go ahead and hit the subscribe uh, because if not, what are you doing with your life? If you're not subscribed to us, what what what's the point, guys? You I got mean, who who wouldn't want more of us? Okay, <laughs> exactly. Just, it's free. Just hit that button. Yes, yeah, smash the subscribe button, and also to those of you listening, uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a nice review. We'll make it worth your while. Yes, Scouse honor. Yes. Well, we are going to do a new. We begin a new giveaway today. And that is, and those for you listening podcasts, you guys can join into on the fun on YouTube. We are, you guys know my obsession, my love, and that is the child, Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. So we are now, today we'll begin the new giveaway for the Black Series, the child figure. So just like last time, it's going to be very simple of how to enter. You will simply subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment below. So that's how you, if you want to enter the Child Black Series giveaway, that's all you got to do, guys. It's easy simple. as pie. It is easy as pie. So make sure you go ahead and do that today. Well, this week we are concluding our first watch series with the third installment of The Lord of the Rings, which is Return of the King. So join the conversation and let's talk the Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, for starters, I just want to say, wow, you guys have really hit the the watch, uh, have watched these videos. So I didn't realize just what a massive fan base there is of Lord of yeah, the Rings. Yeah, this was a learning experience for us. Like yeah. Just the magnitude of this trilogy and yes. the, the fandom that it has. I mean, this is quite the fandom. Yes. So uh, we're glad to be a part of it now in our own little way. So You guys might be unrivaled. Yeah, like, so So thank you guys for everyone who has watched us over these last, now this is the third uh, video that we've done on Lord of the Rings. So thank you to all you new people who have hit the, the watch button and joined with us in this conversation. But yeah, so we are now at the end of the road of the first watch. Sadly. Yes, yeah. we are. So we'll kind of begin, Natalie, initial thoughts. What are your initial thoughts of Return of the King? It was my favorite of the three. Okay. I, I'm still undecided on what my favorite is. You guys let us know below do you guys have a favorite? And let us know your favorite of the three. I'm truly undecided. For me, it was kind of an easy decision. Like, I knew the characters at this point, the climaxes, the things they were up against, uh, the triumphs. This was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a very, very good movie. I mean, maybe it's my favorite. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still undecided. Is Gollum, is uh, Schmeagel throwing you off? <laughs> we'll get into Schmeagel. Well, in fact, we'll get into that now. Or as I like to call him Schnitzel. <laughs> schnitzel. She did call him Schnitzel a few times. We will get into that now because um, the movie begins with uh, Schmeagel 
when he's actually like in human form. Yeah. And that was, for some reason, my mind, it just wasn't picking up that that was Andy Circus. Like, I was like, that guy looks very, un- like, who is this guy? And then it was like, and Natalie was like, isn't that Schmeagle? And I was like, that is Andy Serkis. It's like, as soon as I started to say that, then he talked. And he talked like Gollum. So I'm like, oh, that's him. You know, and I was kind of proud of myself, to be honest. Yes. So, you know, the last one, as we, we mentioned, it kind of leaves you with the struggle with that's in Schmeagel. And clearly the bad had kind of won out by the end of that movie. And it's interesting that they decided to start this movie with the flashback to his life before he got the ring and you see literally that when he finds this ring him and his friend when they're out fishing you see that this isn't a good guy like so this isn't someone who's just internally struggling like upon seeing this ring he straight up murders his friend yeah so like this is not a good guy and from that point on natalie can is my witness from how i felt watching as the viewer i was like he needs to go like, like you need to go. It, it is time. Like I, my compassion has ran has ran out on Schmeagel, and like you started out as a bad apple. Yeah, like you started out bad. Like you weren't just corrupted by the ring. Like you were a piece of crap from the get go. And because let's just be real, most like good people don't just murder someone because there's something there that they want. Like that's just no. Like Schmeagel was a bad guy. And once again, you know, me being me, and I'm sure a lot of the audience that was watching the second movie, I definitely had times I felt sympathy for Gollum or uh, Schnitzel. I mean, Schnitzel. Schmeagel. <laughs> well, they definitely, but, they definitely in the second one, you do feel some form of compassion for, yeah. for him. But, but they don't want you to have, I think, that compassion by the time this movie rolls around. Yeah, they really don't waste any time with no. that opening scene letting you know this is who he's been from the start. This is his character. Yes. Yeah, it's not just he was corrupted by the ring. Like, this, this is who he is. His character or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, the lack thereof the character. So, so it, it begins right away with letting you know that. So, again, we'll kind of do this the way we did the last one, where we'll kind of talk about the, the different groupings that this movie had, because just like the last movie, this movie does have these different groupings. So that is, okay, that is what is unique about the first one, The Fellowship of the Rings. They're, They're the most together. together yeah. Yes, for the whole movie. So that that's kind of interesting. Um, but but So we'll discuss it that way. So we'll begin with... We've got Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. And I will just say again... Schnitzel. Schnitzel, a.k.a. Schnitzel, as Natalie calls him. I will just say again that Sam... Okay, Bob was the real MVP of season two of Stranger Things, and Sam is the real MVP of the Lord of the Rings franchise. I think he might be my favorite character. Yes, like he... Okay, that's hard because... Vigo! Vigo! <laughs> that's hard for me to Why decide. Why do I feel like we're saying Amelia? Uh, that's actually what I'm thinking of for those A Night the Roxbury. <laughs> but anyways, um, so it's hard for me to pick between those two, but it really is like Sam and Vigo. Yeah. Like, it's those two characters for me. Like, because Sam is just so loyal. And again, like, as we kind of talked last time, like, Sam sees that Gollum is a manipulative little piece of crap that is going to lead them down a wrong path and 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 just totally do them in, basically. And he's trying to protect his friend. He is. And his friend and, and the, the mission. mission. yeah. And, of course, Frodo is 
still having a time. That ring has really worked its its way. It's it's had a big impact on little Frodo. <laughs> it has. It's really clearly messed with his mind, and you know, Schnitzel being the little demon that, <laughs> that he is is really getting in there, and you start to see him manipulate him so much when his mind is in this weakened state. Uh, so yeah, he's he's having a tough time throughout a lot of this movie. Yes, because it, because he's even able to, of course, he plots how he's going to kill Frodo, and he's even able to literally manipulate Frodo into thinking that Sam wants, wants the, the ring. ring and is against him. And that was so good how he plants that in his mind, and he you see how yes. he sets it he sets it up, and then he executes it to where, of course, Frodo tells Sam to go away. And that was sad. It it made me, it really made me so sad for him. Like, when he sat there and cried, it made me want to tear up. Because it's just like, he really was trying so hard to, like, be helpful. And he wanted to be there for him and be helpful. And just the hurt, you know, that he had. And just the frustration, you know, if you've ever, and I'm sure most of us have been there before, but you or even a loved one had somebody just lie on you and say stuff that wasn't true and somebody else doesn't see it, how incredibly frustrating that is. I mean, you want to talk about something that makes you angry. So it's like when he did that little trick with the with bread, the bread, you know, and put it in his head, oh, our fat, you know, person Yeah, and he here. kept calling and him he fat. Kept fat. It's and like, it, first of all, stop fat shaming. It's like, yeah, it's, quit fat shaming when you look like a thousand-year-old baby. So it's like quit. I don't think right. I don't think you're one to talk schmeagle when it comes to looks. Like that, eat a that's che- all I'm saying. Eat a cheeseburger is what I'm gonna say to you, Schnitzel. <laughs> but you know, he's so in his crafty evil little way, you know, I guess you could say smartly played that out to where it looked like he had eaten the last of their food and dumped crumbs over him to make it look that way and just really tricked Frodo in his kind of weakened mental state he was in. You know, that and you know, Michelle kept pointing out throughout the movie, she's like, gosh, he's just so Week and it's like, well, I don't think they've had much food or water for like hours, you know, mixed with the, oh, the for, day, for days. For days. Oh, yeah, for days. Yeah. I mean, so it's just like, you know, yeah, I think all of us would probably start to go a little insane. Yeah. And plus, the, the ring is really wearing on them. I think it's the biggest thing, too, with the even the lack of food and sleep, 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 and food deprivation. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the ring. And then, so, okay. So I pretty much from the beginning, like it said, like Schmeagel, Gollum, he had to go. After I saw that opening scene and saw his true character. But when, okay, and then by the time he did that to Sam, I was like so mm-hmm. aggravated that when, of course, he, he tricks Frodo to try to get him to die by that big disgusting spider. Uh, flashback to Mando chapter 10, or chapter, yeah, chapter 10. Episode 2 of season 2, yes. which unpopular we opinion we love, but other people didn't, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, so they've got this big spider, and... Which, ironically, I hate spiders, but maybe that's part of the excitement for me. Yeah, so. but but it doesn't bother me watching that, like, yeah. at all. Um, so, but anyways, so I actually, literally, you know this, I was, like, calling for Schmeagel's death. I was like, please throw him over the cliff. I This is so annoying. And then finally when Frodo, like, he flips over, I looked at her and I said, well... It's well, kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, I said, well, well, that's not good enough. Like, I really need him to die, like, a painful death. Like, th- that wasn't good enough. And and I, I said that multiple times. Like, of course, you guys know there's an actual real death that comes later. Michelle is out for blood. I was, I was not happy if that was going to be Schmeagel's death. I, I just was not. That was not gratifying enough for Schmeagel the way he was supposed to go down. 
So you just, say that. You know, it's like he was annoying in the second one. Yeah. Like I said, you had sympathy, but this one you're just like, like Michelle said, even somebody like me, it's like all sympathy is out the window. Yeah. Like he you had, need to you need to go. He had to go. Uh, I mean, he had to go for sure. And um he was just, I mean, brutal to the very end. And I guess we'll kind of work our way with these characters, I guess, because they eventually, of course, Sam does rescue Frodo. And Sam, we find, had to carry the ring for a time. Yes. And you could tell. Yeah, when Frodo's, like, freaking out. Yes. Like, oh, it's gone. He's like, you know, no, I've got it. And it was just interesting. Even Sam, as pure as he was, he had just a moment yeah. of, like, letting it go. You know, just showing the power that, that that object and the power it holds holds over people. Yes. Because Sam, to me, is about as pure as they come. You know, aside from Frodo, and I mean, and he clearly at the end has his own struggles, and you know, but I mean, he's been through a lot. He he has. Bless the soul. Actually, actually, we'll we'll move on to the next characters. We'll kind of come back to those three characters when you get to the climax, or you know, the very end point, this final scene of these, or the the kind of the end scenes of these movies. So we'll go back to them and their their final ending and how that ends. So now we'll move on to um, Aragon. Legolas, Aragorn, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. I'm starting. I'm starting to get them. I'm still probably botching them a little bit, but whatever. We're trying to pick it up. We're trying to pick it up. So they actually, um, well, they had some awesome scenes as they always do. Yeah. And of course, they get that army of like the dead to help them out at the end. Um, any standout scenes? Oh, I liked when uh, Legolas when he goes up the elephant. And he takes the guys out. And he's counting. He's counting how many guys he's killing. And Gimli, when he comes down after he kills the elephant, says, that just counts as one. Like their little friendly banter and competition is cute. It is. Of like how many people can they they kill. Uh, Anything you really want to say about these characters? Gosh, I'm trying to think. There's a lot that went on in the movie. So just like having to process quickly. But... Uh, so many cool, like, uh, fight scenes, action scenes. Um, I love Aragorn. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love... Vigo! Vigo! <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> But, um, you know, and once again, his devotion to Liv Tyler was touching when he's got, like, you know, a cute blonde chick, like... I'm in love with you. Like, you and know where like, I go. He's like, nah, girl. I got I got Liv Tyler. It's like, I got prior commitments, chick. <laughs> you know? And so, that dedication is attractive, fellas. So, um, that is that is attractive. It, it definitely is. And, of course, they come in at the end. Well, too, I would say each movie kind of gives certain characters their time to shine. Because last movie, we talked about how Pippin and Sam learned their names. Pippin and Mary or did get a lot to do. Yes. Where they got a lot more to do in this movie. They did. And especially Pippin yes. because he goes off with Gandalf. Yes. And so we can kind of talk about them because Gandalf the White and Pippin go off to this place, the kingdom, I, I forget its name, but it's really the, cool place. Yes. That I would say okay, I was gonna say that. My two favorite worlds thus far have been this kingdom that we we see in this movie that of course Aragorn that that Vigo Aragorn yeah, that he takes over at the end as king that world and the elf world are my yes. two favorite worlds yeah uh, like they're the coolest looking at least to me is my favorites to see um, but yeah we get a lot with Gandalf and of course Pippin oh at the beginning Pippin takes the eye 
and looks into the eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was and, a big thing. Yeah, it was a big thing. And, of course, that he wasn't supposed to do that because then that, that bad person could, like, see them, I guess. Yes. Um, possibly. So um, he's like, yo, Pippin, we got to go, we gotta hit the road. Yeah, so Pippin has to go with, with Gandalf. And Gandalf and Pippin's banter... There were a lot of good one-liners between the two of them. I think that the one that Michelle knows made me laugh the most when they're about to go into that king that we turn out as learn is not such a great king, uh, but he's like, um, "Don't say anything about his son dying, and don't say anything about this." And then he's like, "Better yet, just don't speak." <laughs> it just got me. Just and, the way he delivered it. And then after he's told him, "Don't right. speak." Like, the first thing he does is, I dedicate myself to your service. And he's like, Ugh. And Gandalf's like, move. Like, get out of the way. <laughs> like, uh, their banter the whole time was just, it was really good. And uh, even little Pippin, he gets, he, he in the fight, he gets, he stabs one or two. He, he does, He, he yeah. has his moments. I mean, you know, he proves himself. And, and I think, you know, some of the things in this movie I like, like whether it's the female uh, her, you know, friendship, she strikes up quickly with Mary and yes. she's like, puts him on the, like, come on, you're coming too and yes. I'll, I'll protect you. Uh, they had some touching moments together and just the Hobbit seeing like, okay, we're small, but mighty and, yeah. you know, and we can get stuff done too. And so that, that was kind of touching to me and especially we'll get to the scene at the end that, that. Brought a tear to it my did, eye. It did I know bring it's a tear not a shocker. Eye. I was going to say, too, it was funny at the beginning when uh, Mary is upset with Pippin because he looked at the, the eye and he just randomly throws almost like as at a like a disc to Pippin. He's like, and you smoke too much, Pippin. And it was just like, okay. But, but yeah, I would say, too, that so Pippin is very, very entertaining in this movie. But then he's also, just such a cute little man child. He is, and then also you truly, fully, I feel like, I mean, you begin to see it in the second one, but I feel like this movie you fully see like what an awesome character Gandalf is. Yes, like Gandalf, like without Gandalf, like you just don't feel like they would have won. And I know you could say without Vigo's character Aragon that Air. Aragorn, I think. Yeah. Without him, they I mean, wouldn't have won. It takes a team. I think it that's with anything yes. in life. But yeah, but they were all essential, but you just kind of see how it's like it's like he's so wise. I was gonna <laughs> say, like, you know, bad, you know yeah, well, Gandalf is. Like He is. And I mean with that white horse and yeah. that all white and kind of the glow they make him have. And uh, his kind smile and when he laughs and you it, know, he's just a very uh cool character and how like he's so awesome but yet he's so relatable in a way relatable and and like he the way he even handles the hobbits like is so gracious and like sees their value and he's just he's just an incredible character really so like i i I get like yeah you little guys get on my nerves sometimes (laughs) but deep down i love you i love you little little freaks he does and it's like when gandalf is called it's just like he knows what to do like he's that character like if you have something you call gandalf because gandalf knows what to do he's the man with the plan it's kind of like who you gonna call Gandalf like that's kind of that's kind of what this movie kind of felt like with that so Gandalf was awesome and then it I believe it's Erwin um no is that Liv Tyler's character (laughs) they're so similar correct us in the comments did they not make their the two women's names very similar so it's a little confusing is one like Erwin and one's Arwen 
It's like, uh, why would they make them so similar? Okay, the blonde. Yeah, the blonde. So you guys told us that when we said after the first one that some good female action was coming. You guys and, weren't weren't lying. And I just want to say that, that Token did such an amazing job of planting the seed, as we mentioned yes. in the last one. I where, could tell she was hungry for it. Yes, where she's like, well, I can fight. And then setting that up where her dad's like, no, you've got to stay because you've got to take care of the kingdom when I'm gone. And for her, just, you know, when she grabs Mary and yeah. you see she has covered herself and she's going off to fight, too, against her dad's wishes. That was awesome. But I was not. OK, talk about um, what word were my try to think of. Try, uh, what do we always say about the last Jedi? It's subverted. Subverted. Okay, talk about subverting expectations in a good way. Yes. I did not see coming that this main big villain yeah. would be out there and for this little blonde yeah. to be the one that stepped up to the plate. And I called it when he was like, no man can beat me. I was like, it's a woman. <laughs> like, yeah, when she gets her like, like, yeah, and she says, like, girl she, power. It was like, I was like, yeah. And she was like, I'm, I am no man. <laughs> and just shoom. And it was like, yeah. That was, that, was, that was awesome. Like, that was so awesome because these movies, it was such an awesome and, and earned um, yes. Like this girl power moment that that just was earned and organic and natural. It didn't and feel cheesy. It didn't feel cheesy. It was like, that's why I use the word earned. They yeah. earned it in this movie that's so masculine and has so many incredible male characters. And to give this woman this this moment and to think that, I guess, Token, when he write these, like in the 40s? I mean, talk about oh, ahead of his ahead time. Of his time. <laughs> this monumental kill, if you will. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, one of the biggest kills in this trilogy. Yeah. And you give it to this princess. I mean, it was, that was an awesome moment. I mean, I literally was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it literally excited me watching it. And I mean, it was just And then Mary came moment. in and helped, didn't he? Yes. He swooped in. He, so, so he had his moment. He did. You know? Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, right as she does that, she needs help, and Mary steps in, and yeah, and he has his moment. So that that was awesome to get both of them together. It was just, it was that was a, an awesome scene. It okay. was that. So that may be one of the best scenes of the trilogy. <laughs> um, that that for me at least, I really I really liked that, and I'm trying to think too. Then of course, you know, moving to the end battle, the whole end battle was great with 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 all the, the characters we've grown to love and them all coming at the right times, right at the nick of time, they, they all come. Because you kept getting to the point, especially with, uh, I just want to call him Vigo, but Aragorn. Vigo! And, like, the dead army yeah. that he had now has the sword, uh, which... That um, sword was cool, too. Yes, very cool to, to get there to command them. We're just like, we know he's got them. We're like, come on, show up, show up. You know, and then finally at the very last minute, you know, they show up and wipe them out. Uh, but I mean, it was truly a team effort. You know, everybody it was. involved. And another weird thing, you know, it's like that bad king. That kind of stuck out to me. It yeah. Was like, you know, and maybe you guys can explain. I genuinely didn't know. So when Pippin points out, hey, he's alive. He's yeah. alive. <laughs> You know, like, and he's like, well, I wanted to be burned. You know, and he goes in the nick of time. Once again, a lot of that. Gandalf that, comes. Yeah, Gandalf him. comes, and they ride in there and take care of business. But it's like, did he, 
I genuinely was confused. Like, was he just, like, insane and he didn't realize he was alive? Or did he want him to die for some reason? I didn't really understand that situation. Yeah. Clearly he wasn't a great guy, but, like, I didn't know if it was insanity yeah. or he was a murderer. Yeah, you guys let us know in the comments. Yeah. That's something I'd almost have to, like, maybe look up now. Because I was a little confused with that, too. And, okay, the, the way that guy ate. Ooh. I mean, who eats that disgusting? He was a really gross eater. <laughs> he was a disgusting man. Like, I mean, you didn't mind when he got set on fire. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who eats a tomato like that? I mean, it was gushing down his face. Looks like it was blood. I is mean, it... even even Pippin's like, ooh. I mean, it's it like, was just I'm going to look away, so yeah, it was just yeah. That guy was interesting to say the least. Yeah, but I, I really did appreciate too. And then the final final battle when um, Aragon. Yeah, okay. Uh, when any, Aragorn. Aragorn. Aragorn, Aragorn. We might both be wrong. I don't Anyways, know. when he, they realize that at this point that Sam and Frodo, that they need to distract the eye from being able to see them yes. make their way up to like the lava point thing. Once again, that's some good freaking teamwork. That was. And that scene where they all just like in unison like charge at one another, that was an awesome scene and with Aragorn, he's just so awesome and just, yes, uh, just like taking them out. Like, you know, when he gives that speech. Yes. And, you know, and once again and then like the blonde's father, the king you know, another thing that struck me um, in these days or in leaders today, it's like, you know, you've got the bad king huddled up in the thing eating his nasty tomato dropping who sends his son out to die basically who sends his son out to die and then is going to burn him when he's still alive and then you've got the blonde's father who's a king who he's out in front giving the inspirational speech like yes we're going to do this you know and luke gives his life for this cause so you know that's the difference in my opinion opinion between a good leader and a coward yes they they really between those two kings you see you really do do the, they do this great job of showing you like you said a good leader and a bad leader right and one dies in honor and one dies in embarrassment really yeah um so it, it truly that that was good imagery too but yeah i love that final battle that they do as a distraction so of course sam and frodo can get to that final moment and that was a sweet line, too, uh, when Sam's like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. That was a, sweet, really a sweet. sweet moment. And when they get there. And they're just so tired. And they, I know. I mean, just exhausted. Yeah. And, I mean, this has been like, I, you guys let me know. I believe this has been like almost a year journey or so by the from start yeah, to finish, I right. believe. Um, I'd have to check. I, I've actually started recently watching some little videos to inform myself a little more since I, we I finished it. I did a bit of research today, too, I'll admit. Yeah, well, just to kind of fill some yeah. things in of questions I have after watching these. Well, and because in the article I read, it even said, like, uh, it, and I didn't know this, they said even people that read the books, like when you watch the movies, there's kind of a lot to fill in. Like, it's still kind of, like, a lot, and it's a little confusing. So... I mean, maybe you guys don't feel that way, but that was just what a writer had said that was a big fan of the book. So apparently that's not uncommon to be like, okay, I need to fill in some missing pieces here. This is it, it, It's a lot to take in, these three movies. Which is probably why so many had recommended the extended edition, which, yes. which is probably why, like, if I watch these again at some point, maybe I just give the extended edition a try and see if that fills in some gaps a little more. Right. Um. But, but yeah, so you get to this final scene, and... I, I just, as they were kind of walking slowly up, I was like, that little golem's going to come out of nowhere. Yeah. And then that little golem came out of nowhere. <laughs> I yes. was like, no! 
Did no, where he comes no. to run the day. You you are my witness. I literally said no. <laughs> like I was so aggravated. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> like I literally like shouted out loud because I I I just felt that little demon was gonna come out of nowhere, and that little demon came out of nowhere, and I was like, no, you will not stop this. Um, so then they kind of fling him off. Did they fling him off before they get to the edge? Yes, I think. Cause he comes back for a third time. Doesn't he? Uh, doesn't he, he jumps on. Well, he jumps on, but is it, does he appear before Frodo throw, does it turn in the ring? I think he does. Doesn't he? I forget already. I think, gosh, I think so. Or he had made himself invisible. And so then Sam's standing there and then all of a sudden you see him behind him or you see Gollum behind Sam. And, uh, I don't, well, but anyways, I literally screamed when he came out of nowhere. And so then you get, of course you get Frodo right there. He's got the ring and you're like, don't do it, Frodo. Frodo, don't do it. Frodo did it. (laughs) He's like, I did it, girl. (laughs) Because Frodo was like, I want to keep the ring. And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Like you've done this whole year long journey. Freaking thing it, yeah, away. Just take the ring and throw the ring. I was like, Sam. Like, I was literally, like, shouting at the TV. Like, chuck the ring in for him. Like, just knock it out of his hand. Like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> you know, I'm guessing uh, to equate it sort of to spirituality, this just like some people have seducing spirits, mm-hmm. I'm guessing this ring has incredible seducing spirits. Like it's so alluring. Like it's so strong, you know. Uh, you know, and if you felt that from somebody that you're like, I don't even like this person, but I feel drawn into them. You know, they they have seducing spirits, but uh, well, yeah, that ring. And it's like it almost harnesses the sense of power and everything that people lust like, that so many people just lust for. Right. So, but yeah, so then you do get you get Gollum out of nowhere, and first you're like Frodo, really? But then you get you get Gollum, Gollum who's like my precious. <laughs> He's got to get in on the action. And at this point, I was like, yes, like throw Gollum in the volcano or the lava, like throw destroy, his butt in it, it. If it can destroy the ring, surely it can destroy this little bag of flesh. I was like throw. Throw my precious overboard. <laughs> and uh, for starters, there's a lesson to be learned, kids. When you're greedy and do not throw the ring into the lava, a little curmudgeon will bite your finger off. <laughs> because that definitely happened. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. He's like, he's a biter. <laughs> he was definitely... For sure. Uh, he was, yeah, definitely, definitely biting. And anyways, so someone's calling me. But anyway, so he, they eventually are able to throw that little curmudgeon in Schmeagel into the, the lava. And you know, he annoyed me so bad that that wasn't even fully satisfying enough for me. I really would have preferred if Sam would have cut his head clean off and then his head and his body would have fallen into the lava. And then I would have hit rewound, and I would have watched it a couple times. <laughs> a lot of anger. Because Schmeagel needed to go. Towards, towards our buddy Schnitzel. <laughs> that little demon needed to go burn in the lava. And he did. I just would have preferred if that head would have been cut cl- clean off before. Well, I'm pretty sure he was ultimately going to burn in the lake. <laughs> he, he definitely... Literally. He definitely... And then... 
Yes. It was forever home. It was pretty symbolic of where little Schmeagel will be spending all of eternity. But yes, so we see the ring finally goes into the, the, the lava and is destroyed. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, well, I, I knew they would get out, but I didn't know how. But of course, Gandalf the White shows up to save Sam and Frodo on an eagle, nonetheless. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he takes them out. On a freaking eagle. On a freaking eagle. And gets them out. And then you get the end scene where we've got Aragorn being uh, knight or being made king of all these people. Because honestly, if anybody should be a king, it's that guy. I mean, yes. He's I mean, he's got king written all over him. He's just so pure. Yeah. And, and he's just so honorable. Like and a good, fair, yes. righteous king. Yes, he really is. Like like that's the king you want in, in the in the days of kings. Yes. <laughs> and and then of course we got what we wanted because we were team Erwin. So we got it because she is presented, Liv Tyler is presented at the end, and we all know they live happily ever after. <laughs> Looking stunning. And I take it from her vision they even had a child yes. at, you know, at some point after that. So very, very sweet. Yes, yes. That was a very, very touching end for them, for our, our love story to be at last, for it to happen. And then the moment that Natalie teared up on, dude, you do want to say what that was, Natalie? So when they, the four hobbits, when they bow down and he said, no, you don't bow down to anybody. And they get up and the king bows down to them. You know, it's just sweet. It was so sweet. Like, and it, it made me think of the scripture and Michelle knows it better than me. Well, that's what I wrote down because I really do believe, I would say that token, and I, I remembered the, or I was able to look up the, uh, the quote from the first movie that I feel like really is kind of the overarching theme of this movie, and that's even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Yes. And but anyways, it is. I there's no way that Tolkien didn't have the scripture in mind when he thought of the hobbits and wrote this, and that is First Corinthians one and twenty seven that says, "But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise." And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And to me, like, that scripture sums up the story of the hobbits. Yes. Like, it truly does. And yeah, and the scripture, some, the least among these. Yes. You know, and that's kind of, that was their role in this. Like, these kind of tiny little man children. <laughs> with weird feet. <laughs> with weird little hairy feet. But they had this enormous role, I think, in their pureness. And that was used. Yes. And, you know, it couldn't have been done without them. So I just thought that was such a touching moment. Yes, very touching and uh, just such a cool way to wrap up the series. And, of course, it ends with, uh, well, actually, we find out that Frodo goes to the, the what is it called? The Land of the Living? It's not the Land of the Living. I, I forget the name of the yeah. land. You know what we're talking about. Like but, somewhere, is it like under the earth or, so, or, or I don't know. I don't know. know. Under, they they sell to it. And, of course, Frodo's allowed to go and the other hobbit because they were ring bearers or carried the ring for a time. Um, so Frodo goes off and then it ends with... Bogo uh, Baggins. Yes, Bogo Baggins. And then it ends with Sam and his wife and now children. And just you kind of see they're all living like a good life. At the Shire. At the Shire. And, you know, and it was very sad, though. Uh, well, and it was, it was, I liked the almost kind of sad poeticness of when Frodo's writing 
and you know he's like some some pain never goes away or it's so deep it can't be healed or whatever so then when I did more reading into it it made sense like why he went with them and I guess like to the land he was going to it would be healed and he wouldn't have to deal with that pain anymore so I guess kind of like heaven but yeah you know (laughs) it's a pretty cool place to go to yeah so I I thought this ended you know it ended this is how you end a story. So Token, we, we now get it. Like, this is how you build worlds. You you create incredible characters. Uh, you give these amazing moments. Sometimes, I, and I think that's that's another thing. I think that's why he chose the woman to do that. Again, it's this, this concept of the least among you. Right. Like, the, the like confounding the wise type yes. thing. And, like, these people that people the least overlook. qualified. Yeah. Yeah. So, even with that. So, Token just did such a good job. He gave me my romance at the end. He, he did, so he did the trifecta, as I said, what'd he do? <laughs> and he ended this, and maybe Star Wars can take a lesson from Token, that sometimes people don't have to die at the yeah. end of every movie, and it can end in a very, and this ends kind of bittersweet, but yet it is sweet, and it, and it's good, and and that that's a, a really incredible ending to this trilogy. Well, and I'm sure you guys will fill us in more, uh, but I think Michelle read, and I think I briefly read, it sounds like Sam, at the end of his life, he goes to be with Frodo in that magical place. Uh, because he did carry the ring for a short time. So. Yeah, so because and that was one of the set when they were saying goodbye to each other at the dock. That that was really really sad. Just that they, I think, at that point they both knew like Sam had been there so much and Frodo just probably felt so indebted to him, like everything he had done for him. I mean, talk about a friend. Yes. Yeah, but I mean the the ending. It you really couldn't have asked for a better ending. I mean, he really token really stuck the stuck the landing <laughs> um, with this. He gets ten out of ten as far as that with sticking the landing. But yeah, so uh, that's kind of it for for this movie. But I thought it was an incredible end to to a fantastic trilogy. I give and, it five hoots. Yes, we give it five hoots. Five out of we didn't rate the last one. Oh yeah, I give that one four four and a half hoots. I was gonna say that, and I give this I promise one five. We don't hoots. always do the same hoots, <laughs> but you'll know that if you see. I, yeah, I give this five hoots. Um, but yeah, so I, now we are so happy that we've been encouraged by many of you to watch uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I mean, what a fantastic trilogy! What incredible themes that are in it! What incredible character building and these big moments that are built up and. Uh, just, just a, a wonderful classic story, and I think a story that will t- that will stand the test of time. Yes. And, and clearly, I, it has. Yes, will continue to. And I think, especially in a world like today that loves gray, that loves kind of dark nihilism, I just think we need more tales like this. Yes, that are magical, that are good versus evil. I, I, I think this is a fantastic story, and was so happy, you know, so glad to get to to watch these and and discuss it with you guys for our first watch. I know I definitely, this is my first watch, but it won't be my last watch of these movies. You guys did not steer us wrong. Uh, We really enjoy this, and we're thinking about kind of doing a series of first watch movies and giving you our thoughts on them. Some some of them classics that kind of slip through the cracks for us, much like Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Yes, and I want to remember to subscribe, give a thumbs up, and comment on this video to enter the the Black Series uh, The Child giveaway. But also, let's see. And to the person that keeps giving us a thumb down, you can enter too. Yeah, you can. If you give it a thumbs up. Whoever that one person is. 
But you can sit that thumbs down or we see you. Quit being a schmeagol. I mean, what, Come on, don't your, be a schnitzel. What, what's your problem? But anyway, We love you too. <laughs> but anyways, so next Saturday, we're, as long as uh, our schedules are go as according to plan, we are going to have Any World But Ours, Luke, he is going to, we're going to do a live stream and we're going to be discussing some of the Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, a little bit of all these, these beloved franchises with him because he's one of the ones who gave us he the really final push into it. Yeah. To, you guys got to watch these. Right. So we want to discuss it with him. So make sure to tune in. We'll, we'll let you know on Twitter more about that live stream. Again, that will be, I believe, at Saturday the 30th, I believe. Um, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we plan on talking a little more Lord of the Rings with him for you guys that like Lord of the Rings. But yeah, that is that is it for our conversation today, our discussion on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, really enjoyed watching these, really enjoyed discussing these with you. And just let us know your thoughts below on this this beloved trilogy. But you guys can find us on Twitter or yeah, find us on Twitter at Force of Light Entertainment and Instagram at Force of Light Entertainment. We, of course, are all places podcasts are. You can also find us at the red5network.com. And I am Michelle34Smith on Instagram, Natalie. And I'm Natalie R. Grace on Twitter and NatLovesBella07 on Instagram. Yes, well, we hope you enjoyed this discussion. And remember to be a force of light. But we will see you guys next time. Bye, Bye guys. guys.